this week's installment of Where's My Burrito with me, Christian Torres, and my co-host, Max McCarty. That's me. Hey, man, you're in the fucking room. We're looking at each other. Whoa. All right, little How the Sausage is Made shit. Me and Max, we don't do the show together, and I know that we've never made bones or a secret about that because yeah. we say it every time, but it's weird to have done uh, 10 consecutive episodes away from each other, Right. Um, and I think created something pretty fucking good like i'm proud yeah. of it i put my name on it you yeah, know yeah i put my name on it too man i'm proud of that shit um and but, so but here we are in the same room finally yeah. after 10 goddamn episodes of yeah. pure gold i think i'm falling in love with you max <laughs> same, man. <laughs> no uh so you were here let's like, tell people just a little bit You're, you were here briefly uh to go to the festival of disruption which is not like a bonnaroo-esque thing it's no. much smaller but it, it is a festival that's curated by one of our fucking heroes mm-hmm. and off topic of where's my burrito yeah david lynch yes. man um it's uh music arts entertainment talks etc all curated by david lynch and then the man himself also did a q a yeah. yesterday which was pretty cool to see yeah how was that i see i went to uh you had a whole weekend pass i just went to sunday night so i got to yeah. see the musical acts but i didn't get to see any of the q a's so yeah I, well here's the thing about the q a i could have asked a question yeah i i had the opportunity to but you ever have those moments in your life where the minute you don't do something you know it's going to be logged away as like a regret you're going to have forever forever. yeah i had that yesterday you'll forget your name you'll forget your your the name of your children but you will never forget the time you didn't ask david when my when my brain has like a billion holes in it like swiss cheese from alzheimer's and dementia Dementia. i assume i'm gonna get both i'll still remember that i could have stood up and asked the question but i didn't yeah I'm really disappointed. I don't know what I would have asked. Most of the questions were dumb. Well, I think we decided on one that you should definitely ask. Yeah, so... (laughs) I mean, this is the kind of thing that gets you kicked out of the festival. um, For those of you who don't know who David Lynch is, this is probably not going to endear him to you at all. (laughs) Um, But Isabella Rossellini, um, one of his lovers Mm -hmm. and an actress in one of his uh, films, Blue Velvet, once said of David Lynch that if he wasn't making films, he'd be out murdering women. And she said it with a smile on her face, like it was cute. But yeah. you know, really, when, when, makes when, you wonder. When did they uh, stop being together? I think it was early night, like early early nineties. Oh, so she stayed with him for a good bit of the eighties. Then it was like a long fucking relationship. Yeah, she, it, it was, was a Blue good. Velvet's eighty six or eighty five or yeah, it was eighty six. It was it was a serious chunk, a serious chunk of time. Okay, so enough to really see the monster yeah. beneath the fucking co- the caffeine yeah. smile. That's <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> The caffeine smile. Dude, that's what it is. I yeah. mean, too much coffee. You got like a Richter uh, smile, like the fucking Joker and shit. Yeah, you know I'm working about? on it. I'm three monsters in I right know. now. I'm, I'm getting, worried about your heart. I'm getting real ornery. Don't you dare worry about my heart. It'll be fine. Modern science, we're about to be in the future, my friend. Oh, They're going to be able to grow a new heart like in Face Off. Oh, shit. Yeah, listen. All right, Festival Disruption, we'll put a pin in that, and we will come back to it, because I want to talk about it. But yeah. this morning, yeah. you did make me get up, and you stressed. Like, this was the most important shit ever. Like, mm-hmm. as if you had a fucking I, kidney transplant surgery I, coming up, and you needed to be right with yeah. me before it was over. I, I looked you in the eyes, and I said, Christian, this is the most important day of your life. You just don't know it yet. And then I put on Face Off. All right, 1997, John Woo Master. <laughs> well, not the first part, yeah. but Face Off, sadly. Yeah. Like, yeah, the we, nice- did, we did put... The nice face. part of that story went away. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that we were left with the fucking face-off remainder, you know? The worst kind of math. Um, yeah, dude, so you make me watch face-off. And yeah. right off the bat, let me just tell you, I start the movie, mm-hmm. and Netflix gives you, like, the little t- rating up top left, and mm-hmm. then I see the little bar at the bottom expecting this to be, like, 
hour and 15, hour and 20, 25 yeah. tops. How much material could be here about a, uh, oh my you know, God. a movie with two guys that switch faces? Well, John Woo answered that fucking question. Oh, yeah. Two Does hours and 20 minutes. Like, yeah. this is a goddamn, like, Christopher Nolan movie yeah. uh, when it doesn't <laughs> need to be. Like, it just doesn't, man. What, what's your obsession with this, man? Because this is something you've been, you know, people who have listened, you've mentioned this mm-hmm. repeatedly. Like, face off, the, the prophecy finally came true. What's your obsession with it? Well, I would hope that you would be able to understand what it is a little bit better now, mm-hmm. but having yeah. watched it. But I saw it when it came out in theaters in 1997, and I remember okay. my child's brain processed it as best it could as an enjoyable <laughs> but kind of forgettable action movie. As best it could. And I moved on with my life. I what mean, was as worse as it could? Well, yeah. my brain wasn't fully formed. I don't know what was going okay. on up there. You know, right. I, I don't have a lot of faith in my child's uh, brain ability to process things, especially right. not something as incomprehensible as fucking face off. <laughs> um, so it just went in one eye and out the other. That's yeah. not an expression, but it is it now. Is now. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, no, um, so anyways, years later, a uh, good friend of ours, Nick, who we brought up before, um, I was hanging out with him in Gainesville, where he lived at the time, and he was real into collecting a very curated uh, collection of VHS tapes of mm. bad 90s movies. Okay. And he pulled that face off, and this was like, we were all like really hungover from the day before, and he was like, hey, hey Max, uh, I need to show you this, and I was like, but face off, I've seen it, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> And he's like, no, you haven't seen it. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> and he looked upset yeah. and serious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this is like the most serious I've ever seen. Nick. Yeah, yeah. And that's saying something. The same look you gave me this morning yeah. about we have to watch Base Off was what he gave you, I assume. And 15 minutes into the movie, I felt like I had entered into a fever dream that I may never wake from. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you want to take the reins from here, but basically just from the first 15 minutes it became an obsession Mm -hmm. uh because this movie from the word go makes no sense every moment every line every decision every time he moves the camera Mm -hmm. doesn't make any goddamn sense if this film were a film to try to accurately describe what it's like to have schizophrenia yeah then this is a perfect film because not even fucking scene to scene but i'm talking second to second Mm -hmm. within scenes man the internal logic is like fucking betrayed and then goes back to it and then it says fuck it betray right. it again like i don't understand what's going on in it dude and let me just preface this with saying like when i think about uh face off mm-hmm. i all i know is that it's you know they switch yeah. faces took his face that's off. all i know <laughs> uh and i also the only scene i remembered was this really creepy scene of nicholas cage with no face uh no oh. no no the, where he's like uh how would you like it if I let you suck my tongue <laughs> like oh, that yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like so that's the only thing I remember from this movie is Nick Cage sticking out his tongue and a mm-hmm. woman literally like I mean naturally what the fuck though <laughs> right and so yeah. here's the thing didn't real I always thought that was in the climax end of the film right because the film starts kind yeah. of with like a raid and they're gonna kill this guy well technically it starts with it starts fucking, with child murder yeah child murder <laughs> so just to set you up it starts with the murder of a child in front of his father. <laughs> Uh, broad daylight to set the scene. No, no, this is funny. Why are we laughing? <laughs> this is terrible. All right, yeah, so a child gets murdered in the first two minutes. That's, yeah. that's what you need to know about this film right off the fucking bat, yeah. okay? So, yeah, you, you start with tragedy. And, and the way it happens is that Nicolas Cage plays Caster Troy, a terrorist for hire, whatever the fuck that is. That sounds like one of Jake Peralta's fake names in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> where he's got like 80 pseudonyms, and it's yeah. just like Caster Troy. You're like, fuck. It's like Andy from Parks and Rec making up the worst <laughs> character he can as a villain. Um, and anyways, Caster Troy takes out a fucking sniper rifle in broad daylight in a suburban neighborhood, 
Um, and he's pointing it at John Travolta and yeah. John Travolta's son while they're on a fucking carousel. Which, by the way, I didn't see any other part of that park or amusement thing yeah. wherever they were like it's, it's only just a, the carousel it's a carousel and that's it and a fucking hill that is a perfect spot for, for like for a uh, sniper for, yeah right for what is that yeah. called a nest or whatever yeah, crow's yeah. nest or some shit oh my god so weird all right so that's where the movie starts mm-hmm. but the whole time also uh the mustache all right we didn't talk about this enough when it was happening and i know this is devolving i know we gotta like really get you yeah. the, the truth is this people you just gotta watch this movie you we're get gonna get so lost in the weeds because we're gonna, we're gonna give you like the first five minutes only yeah. because there's no way we can tackle this whole yeah, movie it's impossible but uh the mustache choice mm-hmm. okay the decision rather yeah by john woo or nick cage i don't know who fucking did it but he, the whole time somebody it's like didn't this, say no to it it's a point. beautiful fucking scene as beautiful as it can be mm-hmm. and there's like carousels and there's yeah. travolta be like ha, 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 ha. yeah you know doing that shit that's that's how he laughs don't uh-huh. fuck with me you know that's how he laughs man. so uh there's that and then like they're they're cutting that they're intercutting it with fucking nick cage in a broad daylight wearing yeah. an all-black suit like completely conspicuous the most conspicuous terrorist for hire you've ever seen with a fucking rifle, entire movie. right yeah. like that's the thing it's not like he's even like tones that shit down yeah. right like even my, my favorite thing is I, that I'm I know sorry. we're getting off the mustache. Hold now. on, because I almost just said, even when he switches faces and saying that out loud <laughs> yeah. for a big budget Hollywood film was just yeah. so fucking ridiculous well, to me. And I think I said to you that, you know, the premise of the movie is that two guys switch faces and that <laughs> is the least implausible thing that happens in it. That's the most believable thing in the whole movie. Okay. So listen, we got to try to get control just through of this. the first five yeah. minutes. Okay, we got so to try. So breakdown of the first five minutes. He's setting up a, a large sniper rifle on a hill in broad daylight, wearing a black trench coat and pointing it at his arch nemesis, the man who's investigating him, played by John Travolta. And he shoots John Travolta in the back. The bullet goes through him and into the kid, five-year-old kid. Oh my god! And the kid is writhing, or like dead on the ground, and John Travolta is writhing and covered in blood and crying or whatever. And then Nicolas Cage has the fucking gall to look surprised that that happened, which that's just how you start your action adventure yeah. comedy suspense movie. Well, it also makes you think that there's a different character in him. Yeah. Like there's he never really repents later on. Yeah. There's that one scene at the very end where he's like, "Why didn't you just kill yourself?" You know right. what I mean? But like. Other than that, he's never apologetic. He never like comes and says, "I'm really sorry." Like I know that we are, we have enemies, but I yeah. would never, I would never have done this. You know right. what I mean? So it's weird that he gives you that surprised look, and you're like, "Wow, this is gonna be redemptive, man." Yeah. He's gonna have an arc here, and yeah. he's gonna like fucking turn himself in or some shit. Right? Not the film. And does he not understand how like law enforcement works? You kill the guy that's <laughs> investigating you. The investigation isn't gonna stop. Like they have all those files. It's gonna keep going. Well. <laughs> There's a bunch of fucking logic <laughs> problems like that. Like the lawn for First of all, best line of the first 10 minutes. And I know we said we'd only do the first five, right? Yeah. But he's chasing him. All right. Like six years later, we pick up after the child murder. Mm-hmm. Six years later, like they're, they fucking know where he yeah. is. Uh, John Travolta him. is still on the case, by the way. He is still investigating the man that murdered his five-year-old son. First problem, yeah. right? Conflict of interest. He's way too close to the situation. And he is a broken man. He is emotionally <laughs> all over the On map. the edge. Yeah. On the edge. Like, that's the thing. He fucking is just fucking up the whole time. Yeah. Like yelling at people. Best line of the first 10 minutes is just like we'll take a, a break when the case breaks which okay. is the worst time to take a break absolutely the case is now broken okay now you can actually get some fucking inroads made all right no of course not not in this fucking movie we take yeah. breaks when we break the case 
Meanwhile, fucking Nicolas Cage is dressed like a fucking monk priest or some shit, uh, going around the L.A. Convention Center putting bombs away. This is while the credits are rolling, and it's got this, like, suspenseful spy music playing, and he's setting up this bomb in an L.A. Convention Center dressed as a priest. He comes a- across a choir, mm-hmm. starts dry-humping a choir girl. She's, like, into yeah, it. Yeah, no problems, In broad daylight in a convention hall. And this is a guy who's just set up a bomb. He's yeah. a terrorist. He's supposed to be, like, incognito. Yeah. No, no. I, you know what? He's just trying to be arrogant about it. He's like, if I act super conspicuous, so like no fucking yeah. way someone, uh, yeah, no, a no way, genius would do this. Yeah, no know? way he would do that. <laughs> Priest, on the other hand, yeah, I can see it. all day, all day. He was singing Hallelujah. I he mean, was. that was the thing. The that was, was that was a good cover, it. I guess. I don't know, dude. Uh, look, and here's the thing: I yeah. cannot. I think we should do five minute installments of Face Off for the next couple weeks. Yeah, because he, like, he, audience, if you could just hear, like, and I'm sure you did, how <laughs> upset we were just now. That was just the first five minutes of the film. This I mean, is upset. a two and a half hour film. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is the thing. I wanted to do it. Like, all right, I was going to say that. Two, two and a half hours. Took us like four hours to watch it. There was mm-hmm. a lot of pausing. Yeah. A lot of discussion about what was going on. I, I took control of the controller and I was just like, pause. <laughs> I got to I gotta yell about this. So, pause. <laughs> I got to yell about this. It was like you were a fucking professor with your fucking squares on your elbow I and shit. I studied this film. I, I have purchased it with real ass money on Amazon so that I can watch it no matter if it's on Netflix or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched it probably seven, five, seven times. I don't know. How many movies have you not watched, man? How many great TV shows have you not watched because you've wasted? If you watched it seven times, 14 hours, no fucking 16 hours when you add all the 20 minutes and shit. What the fuck, man? Well, now I'm depressed. You're impressed or depressed? Well, both. Yeah, I I'm am impressed too. with myself for the commitment and depressed for also the same reason, the commitment. I don't know, man. All to say, listen, it is kind of a fucking masterpiece. I mean, not in the same way you would say. You asked me what's a perfect film, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Last week, it's just like, I don't know, man, but this is close. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they do say that great art, you know, it, it draws something out of you, right? It makes you feel something. And yeah. I don't know if I've ever felt something as much as I've felt while watching Face Off any given time. Um, They're not good things. And here's the fucking weird thing, dude. 92% on the old tomato meter. And yeah. let me just say, man, like I'm, I'm already not one of those people who lives and dies by the tomato meter. I always try to explain to people that's like, an aggregator. Yeah, it's not man. Really and a... it doesn't like, yo, if you get a fucking six out of 10, well, that's above 50. So yeah. that counts as a positive review. It is not indicative of the overall score. So I'm not like super in love with that or beholden to it. But 92% for this fucking movie, man. <laughs> like, I, that is where I draw the fucking yeah. line, and, man. And that's why it's kind of important to me to get this out there. Because I don't want people just half remembering it and saying, oh, that was... Let like me look a, it up on the tomato yeah, meter. That, that was a great action film. No, it was not. What a classic. I'll buy it on uh, Blu-ray and never watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch it just to remember. <laughs> just to feel my pain. That's really why I made you watch it. I just want to spread it like a cancer. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> but I was very angry. I was livid, but I, I really enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. There, there are a bunch of laugh out loud fucking moments. Mm-hmm. And now that we've gone through the credits, right? So let's just recap very quickly. Yeah, we're not even through the credits. Child murder. Mm-hmm. Cut, smash cut six years later. We'll take a break when the case breaks. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage is flauntering around the fucking <laughs> LA Convention Center after having planted yeah. a bomb. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's where we're leaving you there, all right? Right. So just next week, be prepared for more fucking And if I can leave us with a final thought. Yes, please. John Travolta has been investigating this man for at least six years. (laughs) And this is a man who dresses as a priest, dry humps a choir girl, and sings hallelujah after he's just planted a bomb. He still can't find this bastard. And he's like wanted at large, too. It's like he's not even hiding. There's no disguises, man. He's walking around in broad daylight in Los Angeles. He's not operating out of like Berlin or some shit. (laughs) 
we can get away with shit in Berlin, but yeah. not in LA. <laughs> not not like in the Wild West. <laughs> I don't know what happens over there. Jason Bourne goes there a lot. Oh man, and that that's part one of I hope a ten part series. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance I might say fuck it. We're taking the time yeah. limits off, and we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> do a four hour podcast cover <sighs> the first thirty minutes. What we will do is yeah. absolutely one day fucking do a, a commentary for it. I'm not even kidding. Like bring over all the beer, all yeah. the whiskey, and yeah. just get. Well, so that was the interesting thing too. Is like you got to be sober. You can't. You do can't you be. You understand drunk. that now? Like why yeah. I said you got to no, be absolutely. sober. No, like... absolutely. I totally do, and that's the thing. You know, if you want to drink and watch this movie, like maybe on the second time, but yeah. really watch it the first time and just be really angry about shit. Yeah, oh, that's <sighs> an emotional thing, man. Anyway, man, let's get off face off because I'm gonna fucking lose my mind if we if we if I can't talk about it or yeah. I continue to talk about yeah, it. I, Either I feel way, like I'm I'm a man on the edge now. I am oh, Sean man. Archer. You know, um, Sean Archer. Sorry, even the names are fucking yeah. stupid. Sean Cat- Archer and Castor Troy. Troy. <laughs> all right, uh, man, face off. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, let me circle back to Festival of Disruption please, if please, I may. Please. All right. So check this out. I went Sunday night. You got to go the whole time. So you got to see the likes of fucking Flying Lotus yeah. and McLaughlin yeah. and uh, who else? Who'd you see? I saw Animal Collective. Oh shit. Um, I saw some guy that did a DJ set whose name escapes me, but he was wonderful. Dean Hurley. Dean Hurley. Yes. Who was I didn't even go. How the fuck am I helping you name who was playing there? My mind is... Br- I just watched Face Off. What do you <laughs> no, expect from right. me? It's My cognitive abilities are just <laughs> down the fucking toilet. Um... But no, it was really good. Animal Collective was strange. They played like one song for 45 minutes set to um, uh, images of the Great Barrier Reef, it looked like. Oh. Sea and enemies. No, oh, those are cool. They were pretty cool, I guess. Aren't they assholes? Like if I touch them, they'll kill me or they'll sting me or some shit. Do they? Sea and enemies? Yeah, man. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, everyone thinks them. it's all cute because the Nemo movies were like, don't hurt yourself. Fuck you. You made this way too cute. Well, because the fishies are always swimming around them and stuff, you know? Only a couple of fishes can. Oh, that's the thing. Do the the anemones and the fish have like an agreement? Yeah, they have a, a <laughs> like a union contract that was that was settled right, hundreds of years ago. I won't fuck with you if you don't fuck with me, and you can use my water highway. Yeah, that's well, that's what it is. It's all about real estate, man. <laughs> Dude, that's what it is. every real fucking villain is just trying to get some land, man. But occasionally, every now and then, an enemy will compromise just go can off, be made. Will go off book and just fucking start a a, a war. Yeah, man. Uh, as we'll, it should we'll just be. grab a little clownfish and be like, I don't give a shit. He's a dick. <laughs> so anyway, this is happening while Animal Collective is scoring this fucking imaginary. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be honest. I didn't enjoy it, but then I kind of did. It's sort of like a, a face off situation where it broke my brain. After it beats a while. you into submission. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just like a lot of ambient noise. They're all sitting down on the ground. Uh-huh. They're just chilling. And occasionally the singer will be like, oh, yeah. and <laughs> It's like echoing. Who, Avery Terror or Panda Bear? The other oh, one. Oh, Panda Bear. Panda I'm pretty Bear. sure it was That him. motherfucker needs to be knocked down a couple notches. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm knocking him down right now. And then I'm going to build him back up because 20 minutes into the thing, I was just kind of vibing to it. Nice. But people were like actively leaving and like walking out of the theater and like going to get I get it, man. Listen, if stuff. you're like you're an Animal Collective fan and what you yeah, can yeah, you can be a fan of any of the eras and they yeah. have so many albums. But you like, want to hear some of the hits. Something. You want to hear a song with a beginning, middle, and end. Give me Peace Bone, man. Give me that. Yeah, give uh, me for Reverend Green. Oh man, my girls, yeah, Bluish. Bluish is the one. Brother right? Sport. All right, so now welcome back to the Animal Collective podcast. I know two <laughs> albums by Animal Collective. Well, is the what two I'm good saying. ones, man. Yeah. You got the Strawberry Jam and the Post uh, Mary, Mary Weather, Weather Post Pavilion. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah. All right, so that's sad though because I'm actually glad I didn't see that. If you felt it was like good but not 
You yeah, know? it's not what I was expecting, which I shouldn't be expecting anything yeah. out of art is what I'm realizing. So well, I'm, I'm the asshole in that situation. No, but see, way. here's the thing, dude. It's like I went uh, yesterday, I went with you and we saw um, Au Revoir Simone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are in The Return. Yep. Uh, but I didn't love them in The Return. I didn't either. They did like two songs in The Return too. And I was like, why does he keep bringing them back? And then we see him. Blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Dude, I at some point turned to you like, they're sirens. Yeah. Like, they're trying they're to these, sing me into submission. They're these, like, three women with the same haircut that yeah. get in front of um, keyboards mm-hmm. and just do, do this. All three like, have great... different versions of keyboards, yeah. too. So you can't really differentiate anything. Yeah, they're know? just doing this great, like, dream synth pop um, for, like, a 30-minute set. It was great. I fucking loved it. Yeah. And then if that was my night, I would have been like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Then mm-hmm. I get Jim James, who was fucking phenomenal. Top five experience for me ever, probably. Yeah, I've been was, to a lot of was, fucking shows. It was man. wonderful. It was just him and a guitar and then a... Uh, his, a boy, his boy Tiny. His boy Tiny. <laughs> Who's not uh, Tiny. That's purpose gr- of that. He's a, a great big fat guy wearing an, a Crocodile Dundee hat um, playing a very minimal drum kit. It was like, a what, a snare... A um, snare, a bass, and a hi hat. And a hi hat. That is it. That's all you need. And, man. and he was just keeping time, man. He was, he was like, the best. I like that because he did a good set. You had yeah. some My Morning Jacket. You had some of the solo shit that I'm a big fan of. And then he did some covers. Angel Olsen comes out at one point, does a fucking uh, song with him, which was great. Yep. Um, Angel Olsen was wonderful. Yeah. Um, haunting. It was just her and a guitar, no backing band. Believe it or not, the uh, the best part of the night for me, though, is Rebecca Del Rio. Like, I, now mm-hmm. that I've had time to really reflect on this, I mean, Crying is one of my favorite Roy Orbison songs, yeah. period. And we've talked about Mulholland Drive at fucking ad nauseum, but it's... Uh, it's maybe my favorite movie. It's a big deal. And if you haven't seen it, there's this great scene where they go to a club. I'm not going to contextualize this, but mm-hmm. Rebecca Del Rio comes out and she does this acapella version of Roy Orbison's Crying in Spanish. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. And let me just say, I mean, you can recognize it's gorgeous. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Spanish is such a goddamn imagery-driven language mm-hmm. on top of that, so it didn't translate completely, you know? Right. like some of it she had to change. And it's just like, when you start using imagery mm-hmm. instead of direct translations and shit fucking beautiful like yeah. i was so blown away by that yeah, and man. again she's a three octave singer orbison doesn't get the credit he deserves for being this incredible singer right. as well um and just the, the 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 ability to have that fucking power in your lungs dude yeah. like she was a showstopper that, yeah. there's a reason they brought she, her on with two minutes left. shook the room man absolutely man she did so i fucking loved it it was like mm-hmm. this wonderful wonderful experience and it is our second festival that we've ever been to together yeah. Um, year separated, by the way, because we went to the 2010 Go, Yeah, 2010, going back to the wow. 2010s. I have not lived. The Barack Obama early days of his presidency, early years. It's a great time, man. Yeah. It really was. I think about that part of my life and the people in it, and it was not bad. It, it was, was a good time. pretty goddamn right? solid. So we go to, uh, I want to just talk a little bit about sure. Bonnaroo, uh, because it's a shared experience, and mm-hmm. what I want to do is try to make more shared experiences and shit. Um, so Bonnaroo is a big fucking deal because you had moved to Atlanta already. Yeah. And I wanted an excuse to see you (laughs) was Mm -hmm. mostly what it came down to because you're my best friend. You fucking moved away. So, uh, Bonnaroo came up and I didn't think you were going to be able to go. I don't think you thought you were going to be able to go either. There just wasn't Because I I straight up did not have money back in that time. What happened? Did your mom or dad buy you a ticket? My dad did. Oh, that's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. That blind squirrel gets a nut or some (laughs) shit. I don't know what the expression (laughs) is, but... Uh, so I, I go up there um, with uh, Gabby, mm-hmm. right? And there's a whole fucking like story before that, in case yeah. you forgot. Which is, oh, I remember. Oh my god, I'm gonna Please. tell that story now because do. I would everything's love to hear fucking again. chill. All right, cool. So uh, I was dating this girl for the longest time named Gabby, who's kind of a toilet monster. But hey, let's not let's not be too <laughs> shitty about it. I did that just to get you to laugh, man, uh, and also because she's a toilet well, monster. Mission accomplished, but. asshole. <laughs> 
So, um, me and Gabby are going up to the Rue, right? Now, let me tell you this. Years later, hmm. not even years later, Gabby was very upset with me. Yeah. Because she wanted, no, before you're even involved, bro. Because she wanted to go to Bonnaroo. She wanted it to be like a just us thing. But at the time, we weren't even acknowledging that we were like together or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's whatever. Um, I didn't give a fuck because she didn't exp- exp- like tell me that. Ex- right. Um, verbatim so i was like hey i'm inviting you and then you said you weren't gonna be able to go anyway so i was like ah whatever right then you call and you like got a ticket i'm overjoyed okay yeah. she is less happy as you might imagine right not because she has any fucking problems with you it's yeah, just like there's a plan she, she had an expectation absolutely yeah so it's whatever we drive up and we're we're going to drive from tampa to atlanta we're gonna spend the night mm-hmm. in atlanta and then we're gonna take off to tennessee which is another four hours right. um at least to manchester so uh, we we fucking close and we're crossing the making line, you know. Mm-hmm. We're close. We're about forty minutes outside of Atlanta, and every fucking like hundred feet, you can see just the swirl of police lights, right? Um, now, full disclosure, I am not saying that I had anything on me, but <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not have had like literally the smallest amount of weed ever. Okay. Yeah. Um. And what's sad here is that Gabby doesn't do any of that shit. You right. know what I mean? But she was the one who had it. So this is where it gets really fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, I get pulled over. I get pulled over and the officer says, do you know why, why I pulled you over? And I'm like, is you a racist motherfucker? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't say that. No, it was in Butts County, man. You can't that say that shit. would have gone over well. <laughs> you can't say that shit. You would have been like, oh no, I'm sorry. You can go. He would have pulled me out of the fucking car by my collar, dude, <laughs> through the window and stuff. Uh, but he's like, uh, you know, I pulled you over and I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, your, uh, your left tire hit the yellow solid line on the end of the road. Oh, God forbid. Right. Like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, uh, you have any paraphernalia on you? And I'm like, no. And he's like, can I search you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Search me. So I don't really care. Then he starts searching the trunk. Then he starts searching all this other shit. And of course he's asking for permission to do so because it would be really unethical for him not to. But what I do see as I passed 50 of these fucking people is like, yo, they got dogs, Mm -hmm. right? Like if I say no, he's just going to bring the dogs over here. Then I'm an asshole who's obstructed his justice or whatever (laughs) bullshit it is. Right. So I I just, I'm like, whatever, man, do your thing. I'm totally fine. I'm really glad you didn't obstruct uh, justice, by the way, because then you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to criticize Trump at all. At all, yeah, you, you exactly, would be man. just the I same. I would be a piece of shit, and I and I would I would wear that too. I'd be like, yeah. hey, you got to support the president, all right? I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you, like, hashtag is my president. Oh my god, uh, no, <laughs> no to that. So, um, so we're pulled over. He asked yeah. me everything. Everything's fucking chill, and then they uh, search Gabby, and mm. Gabby is like fucking everything but the kitchen sink and her oh, fucking Gabby's. purse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so he finally gets to this thing and I put it in my Adderall. I was on Adderall at the time. I was prescribed Adderall Mm -hmm. and, um, we put it at the very bottom and it was literally like that much audience. You can't see. It's like, like a quarter or some shit like that. Not a a, tiny amount, not a quarter like measurement, but like (laughs) the size of a quarter. Okay. So very small. He sees that. And then he like makes Gabby go to the back and immediately I'm just like, okay, well not of his car, just the back of our car. Like we're outside of it now. And then suddenly, like, three other dudes show up, and they're all big, and, like, they are fucking weird talking to me about, like, you know, Butts County is a lot of old money. And by old money, I mean, like, giving me the whole breakdown of, like, these are are other cops. Other cops that are unsolicitedly fucking telling me. Good old boys? Like, was this a pleasant conversation? This was the land of Bubba's. Like, I'm saying they were Bubba's, bro. Okay. Like, and they were fine, but they were just talking to me as if. old money. Yeah, he's just like, you have to understand, like, the people who ran this town 150 years ago still run this town. I'm like, what? Like, vampires? Like, the family. And then I think that's what gave me It's just a real true blood situation they got going on in Butts County. Butts County, man. So, uh... That kept it locked down for years. 
I was really worried at this point. And oh, then you know what's you know what's really funny about this is like every fucking movie that you see when people get busted, mm-hmm. what is the first thing that they say? What's their first line when someone finds something on that their that person? That ain't mine. Yes. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. But as soon as he finds this, I find myself literally being like, eh, that's not mine, man. That's my friends. Like, and I'm in my mind, I'm blaming you like, yeah. because you're far away. And I'm like, I was just bringing this from Tampa to my friend, not realizing that that's like a Rico thing, right? Like I'm going across state Gosh. lines. <laughs> so I, you know, and he was really cool. He's like, if I were you, I just wouldn't say anything right now, man. And yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I didn't. Uh, and Gabby's freaking the fuck out and this, this, and that. And I don't know if I texted you as soon as it happened. Like, I don't know if I was giving you roadside alerts of like, I am pulled the fuck over, man. But I remember checking my phone and I think maybe I got it later or something, but I remember seeing like, Hey man, just got pulled over. Uh, (laughs) they found some weed in Gabby's purse. Yeah. Well, there you go. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not going to Bonnaroo. Am I? Well, I mean, you could have still made it somehow. You would have found your way over there, but you could have done it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, anyway. So, uh, this happens, and I'm really worried, and homie's just like, you know what? I'm going to write you a ticket. And I'm just like, okay. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's the norm anyway. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> Writes the fucking ticket. Um, and I feel fucking relieved, because I'm like, we're going to jail on a Friday in Georgia, and I'm brown. So, this is not going to end well for me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but he's like, he, he's cool. He writes his ticket. He sends us on his way. Keeps the fucking weed. I assume to smoke with his bubba's later. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he fucking goes on and everything's fine. And Gabby's like shook, but she's not mad. I think she also has it in perspective that yeah. like we could have been fucked. We spent a lot of money on Bonnaroo like yeah. all this shit. Um, and then we make it to you. Now I'm going to stop the story there and go way in the future, which sure. is six months later. We have to go back to Georgia. Right. Now we timed this really nice, by the way, because Arcade Fire is playing with Spoon, me Solomon, Alex Solomon. <laughs> so it was very convenient. It was to awesome. Be in Georgia, yeah, yeah, it was a really good time to be in Georgia. I was very <laughs> proud of that court date. So we had to go back to court. The problem with this is like it's an old Georgia court mm. with like they still have the segregated like the the blacks had to go up to the top chamber, right, separated oh from the God. whites and shit. Yeah, fucked up. Just so fucking weird. They wouldn't allow me in unless my shirt was tucked. But I'm literally wearing like a wear the wild. Remember my old wear the yeah. wild things are shirt. It's very small. Like I yeah. can barely tuck that shit in anyway. <laughs> uh, they're making me tuck that in, and I like going and I'm sitting in here and all that. And what I find out is every single person who was in that court was pulled over that same day. But unlike us, yeah. <laughs> they took those fuckers to jail, man. It was because we yeah. were so fucking polite and kind. Like the cop even said that. Like really? he was just like, yeah, for the most part, if I got any attitude wow. or anything like that, like immediately locked him up. But he's like, there's a couple goodens. <laughs> I didn't meet any of the goodens, bro. It was just us. And I was you, so. You were the goodens. Yeah, That's man. Why. And I was like, my mom would be really mad about this story if she heard it. Yeah. But she also has to be proud that I had manners to, yeah. a, to a person of authority. You know what yeah, I mean? You were, you were polite and it got you out of a jam. It was I mean, wonderful. that's really the best case scenario in Butts County, Georgia. Butts County, yeah, man. Notorious. They keep the fucking courthouse the same, dude. They obviously (laughs) have no problem with their fucking history. They don't give one fat shit. Um, So, you know, it was like a really nerve-wracking experience, but all I thought when I got out of it and when we got to you was just like, bro, like, God, like God, God had us, bro. And I'm not even a God guy. Yeah. But for a second, I was like, he's real and he's helping us because I was like, we shouldn't have been there. So yeah. we get to you and I'm like, everything that happens now is gravy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't even be going to this fest and I am. So we spend the night, mm-hmm. uh, you make some bitch and eggs the next day. This is what I remember. <laughs> uh, and then we go to, uh, Bonnaroo. Yeah. We go, we head off to Tennessee, which is mm-hmm. cool. We get like really close to the exit and then we're in some fucking bumper to bumper traffic for like yeah. three hours. We were literally on the side of the road just to make 
the roads clear because otherwise it was just miles of cars. Yeah, and literally. Honestly, miles and it was annoying. Miles. But then eventually, you got close enough you could put on the radio station and it had yeah. like Bonnaroo radio, Which and you, cool. you felt like this real Woodstock thing, man. Yeah. At least what I assumed it was like because I don't know, but there was right. cars parked on the fucking highways mm-hmm. and shit like that. So I thought that was like really phenomenal. Um, and it was a cool first day. I mean, I don't think we stayed to watch too many people on the very first day because it was like the XX was headlining yeah, or some shit. It wasn't really anybody like hugely. Plus, we were like crazy. fucking tired. Yeah, we were because, all exhausted. Yeah. And like, I know you guys were still a little shook, or at least Gabby was from yeah. like what had happened before. Like, I could definitely tell there was some tension there. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, let's all get a good night's sleep in a hotel. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Uh, well, we had the hotel, which is good. We had booked it fucking yeah. well in advance. Instead you had of sleeping to. outside, because um, that was during the summer in Tennessee and it was like 104 degrees every day 104 106 on Sunday yeah and that was like the worst one yeah like it was just fucking god awful but so you know I really like that because at some point we actually do split up you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and we have all, all these different experiences like I know we woke up early Friday and we went yeah we watched a bunch of shit but I think I only saw like two or three bands and then uh, it was so fucking hot that Gabby was like, fuck, can we just please go? I got to take a shower. So mm-hmm. you you split up with me and you went to like the adult swim thing and you saw a couple different bands. And like I just left Bonnaroo for like three hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was good because there was no one I was going to miss. Like I missed the first part of Tenacious D, which bothered me a little yeah. bit. But I saw it by the end and I was like, oh, Weezer's over here too. So everything yeah. was fine. Um, but, you know, so everything was OK. As testy as we were. Mm-hmm. OK. Everything was still cool. Um, never, I never want to give you a glimpse too much into like my personal life ever, but like, let's just say everything was cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause we went back and we took a shower and everything was fine. You know what I mean? Uh, so I thought everything was cool. <laughs> then I go back and I don't know what the fuck. Can you have perspective of what happened here? Like why everything turned to shit? Because it was during the Tenacious D set, right? I thought it was during the Weezer set and oh, I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if I got? remember right, I actually ended up seeing Tenacious D by myself. Because here's what happened to me. Oh, that makes I, sense. I had a really great old time. You did. I, I honestly did. Yeah. Like, leaving you guys behind was the best thing that happened to I'm me. Glad, I'm so bro. sorry. No, I'm glad. I'm really glad you did. Like, I felt bad because I remember this all culminates before yeah. you tell exactly what happened. I know that we got into some other fight the next day because yeah. someone texted me. And she was like a hawk trying to look at my phone or whatever. Right. And I made some joke about like, hey, man, you ain't got to like read my fucking text messages. You fucking nosy motherfucker. Something like that. <laughs> Jokey. Yeah. Then we get in the car and I'm just trying to listen to music. And I just I remember she fucking hit the music console and turned the radio yeah. off. And I was like, wow, like yeah. this got intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was like the breaking point of that whole weekend. But what was the initial? What's the Weezer thing that you remember? I could be totally wrong, but I seem to remember that she really wanted to see Regina Spectre. And <laughs> you had somehow commandeered it or like you and me had decided we didn't want to. And she was upset with us, yeah. specifically you. Yeah, it's me. That we weren't seeing Regina Spectre or doing any of the things that well, she wanted to do. now I feel really bad. Um, now listen, she, again, toilet And I remember monster, she started but... crying in the middle of a Weezer concert while they were covering a Britney Spears song. And I was just trying to enjoy that moment while also (laughs) ignoring the tense argument happening right next to me. I'm really sorry. No, it's fine. That's terrible. Now, again, listen, toilet monster. So I don't feel that bad. (laughs) All right. But I do feel bad. the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, because it's one of those things that like, I think it was Nora Jones and Regina Spector were there. And I was like, we're going to see Nora. You already got your pick. (laughs) Also, Nora has a a Wurlitzer. I liked her piano a lot, you know? So I feel like an asshole though, because this woman paid the same amount of money I paid to see bands. Why the fuck... The difference was like I was willing to go on my own and watch whatever band, you know yeah. what I mean? She was not. She yeah. wanted to like be with, with me at you, all yeah. times. And, that and I think was, that like, was the, the big problem. issue too, yeah. 
And I think that I was insensitive, probably. If Pro- I'm being probably honest. a little like, bit. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is like everything's fucking hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know? There was a lot going on. For me, what happened? Yeah. We saw she and him. We got separated, and I ended up going to the adult swim tent before. And this was before Children's Hospital had started airing, which is a wonderful show if you haven't seen it. Really fucking funny. Uh, created by Rob Corddry. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Um, anyways, I go into the tent and the head of adult swim is there along with Rob Corddry, like right up front. Um, and the head of adult swim seems to think that he knows me. He's like, Oh shit, man. How you doing? And he like gave me a hug and everything. I was like, I'm good, man. How are you? I don't know this guy at all. And I shook, uh, hands with Rob Corddry. Um, then sat down, watched some uh, children's hospital in an air conditioned tent, which was nice. Nice. Uh, cause it was again, 104 fucking degrees. Yeah. I mean, we dipped out just to go see Conan uh, yeah. in the air conditioning. Yeah, Not, yeah, we were yeah. like, I don't even want to see Conan, but I need which a Which was break. a whole other thing. He was just sad the whole time. It was like really kind of off putting cause it was right after the whole late night debacle it was. happened. Did you ever watch that documentary that Conan did? Uh, can't stop. Can't stop. I yeah. haven't seen it. Really interesting it. because it recontextualizes that we saw him and the first time, like it was sort of sad or whatever. Mm. Um, but he did like some jokes and that was whatever. And then on Saturday, he emceed the, the what stage, the main mm-hmm. stage, right? So he came out for the dead weather, all that shit. What you find out in this fucking movie is yeah. that he was not supposed to do that. Oh. And then he, when he dead does agree to do, do it, he's so fucking upset about it, man. Yeah. Because he's just like, yeah, I have 40 other shows and I'm trying to save my voice, but now I got to go out here and scream and shit like that. You know? Right. And I remember we moaned really hard when he repeated the mayor Quinby joke that yeah. he did. And I feel so bad for this guy because he's like, I wasn't even he's supposed doing... to be here today. <laughs> it's a real clerk's one it situation. It was, man. He's Dante. He's so upset. Um, and so but, that was one of those things where like, it was really, really sad. And like, again, that's like the burden of being a performer. It's yeah. just like, well, no one cares about your fucking sadness. Got to go out there and try to MC some shit, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. very depressing. It is what it is, man. I mean, I was fine though. I was having a good time mostly. Um, it was pretty great because... After uh, Adult Swim Tent, I was still by myself. My phone wasn't working or your phone wasn't working. I couldn't bad reach signal, you. Bad signal. On yeah, the I couldn't reach you at all. I yeah. um, ended up going to see some random fucking band that I never liked before. They uh-huh. used to play their one song when I worked at the movie theater on a loop yeah. all the time. Dude, it was who is like, it? I don't remember, but they sing that song, uh, The more I see, the less I know. And I, I know, know one thing, thing that I love you. B-O-B. Seeing them live. B-O-B. Uh, oh, Michael Francie in Spirit. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, seeing him live was kind of great because I was delirious from like being very, stroke. very dehydrated. <laughs> and I remember one, one part of that song, like they were doing a breakdown or whatever. And some guy next to me goes, Hey everybody, let's get naked. And he tore off all of his clothes. Breakaway clothes. Yeah. All I've waited for my whole life is to have He courage. had breakaway shorts and like, he was just naked and like, he's just like starting to dance or whatever. And he notices nobody else is doing it. And it was the saddest Charlie Brown shit I've ever seen in my life. He literally picked up his clothes from the mud and the dirt yeah. and just sort of shuffled away. Let's talk about that for a second. You get there on Bonnaroo and it's a magical place. You mm-hmm. walk into the main farm and the, the, the wall of graffiti, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. And there's that one that I love. It's like, welcome back to that strange, magical place. Mm-hmm. I loved it. There felt like this real communion when you first go sure. there, right? And yeah. you go and they have the fucking multicolored fountain Mm -hmm. and that fucking water is beautiful and pristine cut to four days later yeah brown fucking black like algae's growing in that shit man yeah man it's sort of like that uh that run in breaking bad where jesse like starts off with that house party and it's like a fun normal house party and then like by the end it's like a crack house yeah it's sort of like that and people were literally trying to give their drugs away 
like they were just trying to get rid of them for free. Yeah. Like so many people were coming up to me like, hey man, you want pills? Flaming Lips, it was great. There's guys like, yo man, I got some chocolate mushrooms, you want some? And I'm like, no man, no, I man. feel like that's going to be real bad. Yeah, He's like, that's cool, that's cool. You want some peach vodka though? And I'm yeah. like, I'm not a peach fan, bro. But like, I was sort of wandering around that whole festival just haplessly running into <laughs> situations, which was great. It was like an adventure for me. Yeah. Um, it did culminate with me uh, smoking some really shitty weed. That we had finally got. Yeah. And, um, Learn, learned see, no lesson from my near-death yeah, experience. <laughs> I, I saw Black Keys, and then I was feeling really tired and kind of sick. And I went to LCD Sound System, mm-hmm. which I did want to see. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, and I just sat down in the grass for a second. I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. Let's listen to LCD Sound System. I put on my favorite sunglasses. They were like kind of expensive sunglasses. And I was really proud of myself. Because every fucking pair of sunglasses I've ever worn, uh-huh. I've lost. Yeah. And I, I, I invested in them. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose these. For once in my life, I'm not going to lose a pair of sunglasses. And I'd had them for six straight months. I put them on my face to block out the lights, take a little nap. I wake up. They are off of my face. Someone had stolen my goddamn sunglasses. I blame you or me. I mean, I feel like I should have been there. but uh... You were closer to the stage. I was like in the back. I mean, I was by the end of it, I was in the back because there was like a fucking naked uh, monkey dude. And I mean that not in a racial way. I mean, like he was wearing a fucking monkey mask oh. and was like dancing with nothing but glow sticks. And... I wonder if it was the same guy from the Michael Franti and Spearhead. Thing. I hope so. Maybe he, like he's like, I couldn't do this, but with a mask, <laughs> he's I have He's like courage. a staple of the festival that no one <laughs> asks for. naked cowboy. That no uh, one celebrates. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, but see, that was interesting because, like, again, we did split up a couple times, and mm-hmm. uh, we all had our own experiences, which was really good. All I remember about Sunday is, like, there were a couple bands that we wanted to see, Yeah, but it was just oppressively hot. Like, I know, it I think was. we left at, like, four or five. It was the kind of heat, and we're both from Florida, but yeah. this was heat, man. Yeah. Like, it was the kind of heat that feels like you're suffocating It's the it. kind of heat like that, you're like... you're swimming in it, and there's no relief. When the Delta Blues were made, you're yeah. like, this is what they were feeling. Like, because... I get it. <laughs> Um, it was pretty brutal, man. And it was also like 106 degrees on that Sunday mm-hmm. and there was no fucking respite from the sun. No. I mean, it was just like some shit. Is that the day we saw dead weather though? I thought dead weather was Saturday because okay. it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. And then literally when Jack White fucking comes out, the rain starts yeah. to come. And it felt like my life had been saved in that yeah. moment. And I love that I got to share that oh moment with God. you, man. That was so good. Yeah, I mean, like, right, because I don't even know if the show is amazing, which I think it is, it or was, if it was like, remember, a perfect moment. You well, know? I remember they were all switching instruments the entire show, yeah. which I thought was amazing. I've never that. seen that before. Yeah. Um, well, he's got to play guitar, man. You know? He's, he's just to. like, I'm going to be the drummer in this band. He's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I promise. Like, two songs later. Give me the fucking guitar. <laughs> like, give it to me. Like I, it must be really hard to be in, a, yeah, be in a band with him. I'm really yeah. thinking, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he's like this scary-looking ghost man. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Have you ever seen him? He's like a weird clown. Yes, I've seen him. Yes, I know who Jack White is. We're telling a story about how we saw him together. He looks like a Tim Burton reject. Uh, Please don't beat me up, man. I know that's your thing. He looks like the protagonist of Frankenweenie is what you're saying, right? Yeah, he does. Like the Vincent Price kid. Yeah. That's Jack White. So uh, this is all complimentary, by the way. We're not making fun of you. We're just saying this is facts. This is what you look like. Yeah, that's what he looks like, man. Like, get some sun. And I'm one to talk, but yeah, I have an excuse. I work nights. (laughs) He doesn't. Um... All right, so that's Saturday, and that's great. Sunday is, like, oppressively hot. I don't remember who we see. I know we leave at, like, 4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were – it was weird because John, Gabby's brother, was going to the, the, the Dominican Republic for, like, a month and a half or some shit. Yeah. And you offered, like, hey, you can stay in Atlanta for the night if you want to. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were like, nah, man. Like, I think we're going to just try to drive through the entire night, which we do, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we leave Bonnaroo after being at Bonnaroo all fucking day, right? Yeah. 
we leave Bonnaroo, we drive four hours to Atlanta. You and drop me off. And then I drive the other seven hours back to fucking Tampa. And at this point, emotionally, where were we all at? I'm trying to remember. Where were I you don't know. and like, Gabby I, at? Okay, so here's the thing. I remember being mad at you for a dumb reason, mm. which was just like, uh, you're, you were going to give gas money for the ride home. Yeah, I had no money. I know. Which is my fault. I, was I know. Dick move. But it was stupid of me because later, like when I confronted you about it, you're like, well, you, uh, I would have asked my dad to get money, but you didn't come in side and i'm like don't fucking do that to me yeah. like i was i was more shitty than i had to be but i that's a stupid reason because 20 bucks is not supposed to make or break a friendship right. or whatever but i remember like that's where we left off and right. i was like kind of annoyed because i not not that it's your fault but i felt like well maybe if max wasn't here like maybe everything would have been better you know with me and her you right. know i'm not saying we'd have had a better time i'm saying <laughs> that like at least i wouldn't have been fucking been thrown shade the entire weekend you know what i mean yeah. But then beyond that, I think that me and Gabby were mostly fine by then because I drove through the fucking night so she could say goodbye to her brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the things you can count on on old right. Torres, you know? Um, but it, again, like, I feel like that might have been one of those beginning of the end of that relationship. And think mm. about this. We were together for four years after that. All right. right? So it's like, it's not a good look. But uh, <laughs> it was just one of those things that put like a lot of undue stress on that relationship. And like, I don't know. I mean, we stayed together for a long time, but like, I have to wonder. But that, that was like a big red flag moment where you're like, you're seeing the signs. <sighs> but the problem is like, in re- this is turning into a therapy show. The problem <laughs> is in retrospect, I look at it as being like, I see all the faults that I did. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, that's heartbreaking. Because as you know, it wasn't just like a relationship thing. Like, you know, she was like female you in terms of like best friend shit. Like, yeah, I know was that. always with her. She's one of the most important people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, toilet monster. But, you know, it's one of those... Th- <laughs> I'm going to pepper that in so I don't get emotional about anything, man. So, you know, that was just like a, a real fucking rough thing. And that, yeah, I go back and that's the moment. And I'm just like, well, what if I had been a little bit different? You know, mm-hmm. like, would it have changed anything in the long scope of things? Yeah. And, Truth is, there's a lot of other fucking problems where I'm an asshole that also led to the fucking demise of that. But uh, I always I always felt bad because I just wanted the two most important people to me to be chill with right. each other. And y'all weren't, but not because of anything to do with y'all. It was mostly because I was involved and I had acrimony <laughs> shit with everyone. And that's the that's the real price of being friends or, yeah. or lovers or whatever the fuck with me is like, you go and pick up beef, man. I'm not a person who beefs on my own, yeah. right? Like... Well, I mean, that's the price of being friends, but I should have considered the price of the gas money before I oh, went on the what trip. A so fucking thing. it doesn't matter, dude. I don't know. You know, my thing is this is like yeah. when you get to do the postmortem on relationships, all you see are the fucking errors, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the truth is this: I don't really know any girlfriends that you've had. I mean, I know there have been late. Like, can I? <laughs> all right, let's switch gears in another story in which my me and Gabby ultimately fucking had problems. Sure. Which is the night we're at Michael Rudolph's house in uh, fucking t- the Notice Ass or wherever the fuck you lived, right? Yeah. Was it the Notice Ass? It was near there. Yeah. It was far, man. It was the kind of part of Tampa where you're you're back in Tampa. Like, if you go like two more miles, you can end up on like Fowler or Fletcher or some mm-hmm. shit. It was crazy. So, um. We were there, and I'm there with my girlfriend at the time, Janine, right? Yeah, yeah. Janine and Haley Belcher. <laughs> yes, do you remember yeah. this story? Yes, because yeah, we don't tell this story, yeah. right? Because um, it's one of the only times where I'm like, oh shit, Max can Mac. <laughs> like, I was like real into it, man. <laughs> Max can Mac. Yeah, dude, yeah, I was yeah. really, uh, Max Zam, that, That's like one of the few times you went to Michael Rudolph's house, right? I went there twice only, and yeah. this was the one time. And it was mostly fine. I played cursive, and Janine was singing cursive, so that was an accomplishment yeah. for me, because I was just like, she's singing songs that I like. <laughs> like, I did something good, you know? 
but so it was a good night. We drank really, really hard, but I felt like, obviously, I, did, I knew, knowing I had to drive, I was not fucked up at any point, right? Like, sure. I had to be really good about it. But Janine drank a bunch, you drank a bunch, I and sure Miss Belcher drank a whole bunch, yeah, right? Yeah, a whole bunch more than the rest of us. What's weird about this is I don't know what I was thinking we were going to do. Like, mm. I, we leave Michael Rudolph's house, it's like... Like, what kind of activities are we going to get Yeah, up it's to like 1 a.m. already, and I think, oh, we're just going to drive. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Even if I'm fine, if we get pulled over, y'all are, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, especially them. They're, like, two years younger, right? Yeah. So, like, they, although I dated Janine when I was 20, right? So, yeah, all right, I'm getting all this fucked up. And my point is to say this, <laughs> is, like, we were all underage. None of us should have been drinking. Right. Um, and even if I'm fine, it's still the three of you who are bad. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, for some reason, I'm like, let's drive to Duran High School. So we're like on dark highways and shit going to Duran High School. Yeah. We go through back roads. We go to McDonald's at one point because we need to get fries. Everything's chill. I'm like talking and I look and I'm trying to say something to you. And suddenly, you're macking, son. You're mm-hmm. over there with Ailey Belichia. You're getting it. And by getting it, I just mean you're kissing her. Yeah. Nothing weird is happening because no, I probably really. would not allow that shit. <laughs> like, hey, shut that down. Respect the car. <laughs> What was that fucking 1995 yeah. Holy shit. Anyway. Um, I remember you were like blasting cursive. I was making out with Haley Belcher. Yeah. And you did at some point say to Haley or to me or to both of us, <laughs> don't throw up in my car. I was a little less of an I asshole. I want to plant that seed. Uh, a little less of an asshole, a little, a little bit, bit more of a prophet. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what was going on there. And uh, we're driving around. Everything is great. Cursive is good. I look, you're making out. Everything is yeah. fine. And then I look up, you're making out, everything is fine. Uh-huh. And then 10 seconds later, I look up, and everything is wrong. It's not The fine. world is on it's fire. It's not so much fine anymore. I mean, I don't even know what happened. Like, here's my thing. I always go back to that scene in Signs, which is stupid that I remember it so well, where there's a part where he's like, do you believe in miracles? Are you a man of chance or a man of destiny? And he's just like, this one time I'm sitting on the couch, yeah. and I see Annette Caluso, and she's looking so fine, mm-hmm. all right? So I go to lean in to kiss her, but I realize I got gum in my mouth, all right? <laughs> so I, I turn her over, take the gum, put it in a paper cup, go back to lean in. Annette Caluso is throwing up all over herself. I could have been kissing her while she threw up. I never would have recovered. I don't know why Joaquin Phoenix is from Brooklyn in this. Yeah. But it's a better You're you're capturing the moment, though. It really is, dude. I'm trying to, like, fucking, you know, act it out for you. And it's just like, I thought that that was your Annette Caluso moment, man. It kind of was, man. Like, it really, if it had gone on any longer than making out, I would have had some problems. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, throwing up is bad. Yeah. Throwing up in someone's mouth, like yeah. you would have had to marry her after that, man, because Pretty there's much, a little man. level of intimacy you never come back from. Holy oh, shit! Oh god, yeah. Um, so yeah, like we just like took a break for a second, and I remember her holding her hand up, and I was like, "Oh, what's up?" And she was like, and then about ten seconds later, throw and up. no warning, no one warned me. No. I just know that it's happened. I see it happening. It was happening in real time to me, and I just didn't like. I didn't process it in time. <laughs> like it was a little too fast, you know. This really is the cautionary tale against alcohol. Like, you have slower reflexes and shit like that. Yeah, but, uh, and then she just threw up all over your car. All over we had to car. pull over to the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Which, again, get... conspicuous as fuck. Like, yeah. if a cop is running around at two... Sees an underage girl throwing up. Oh, my up, God, dude. Could or just even a, a car pulled over on a desolate fucking road. Yeah. Like, if they're a good Samaritan. They're trying to be a hero cop, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to stop. So, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Uh, the problem is that she is fucked up. Yeah. Like, not alcohol poisoning, I don't think, but, like... No. Kind of fucked up. Like she, Enough she passed Enough to throw out. up a lot yeah. and pass out. And she, so she passed out a little bit. And at this point, I feel like fucking, uh, like, I feel like Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. we gotta find a, a friendly house. This is the valley, Vincent. There is no friendly houses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have one number. 
Yeah. One person I can call in a pinch, okay? Yeah. My Winston fucking uh, wolf, all right? And I'm like, hey, Winston Gabby. <laughs> she's the fixer in your life at this point. Bro, she has to be. I can't take her But she's not mom, nearly like, as enthusiastic oh, as Winston man, wolf is. No, and like, not and I about... I can't blame her. Dude, this is the real moment where I'm just like, I should have really, I should have married her. And yeah. I realize I'm engaged, okay? Yeah. So I don't want to take away from that. But no. And if, also Toilet Monster. And, and a Toilet Monster, yeah. exactly. Thank you, Max. I was I was forgetting that. I gotta keep I you like, grounded, buddy. I need to know the Toilet Monster <laughs> thing is out there. Um, so I call Gabby and I'm like, Gabby, I fucking need you. We'll be outside in 10 seconds or something. <laughs> screeching into the fucking thing. Yeah. And what I brought to her was, and again, Gabby's in love with me and I'm secretly in love with her, but I'm a piece of shit who won't admit that to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm bringing to her doorstep at four o'clock in the morning is, uh, my, my new girlfriend. Yep. A drunk bitch. I'm, mm-hmm. She's a bitch, by the way. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. She's just an asshole. So <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm referring to her as that. Right. Um, and then you, right? Yeah. Which still some acrimony from the whole Bonnaroo thing, I assume. You know, maybe this, this is, is before. Actually. I think this is before Bonnaroo. Oh man, so Bonnaroo was actually the last. Time. Yeah, <laughs> this is that was shit. the last gasp <laughs> oh, man. of me okay. and Gabby's friendship. It which was over never after happened. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I bring but, her there, and I don't even tell her what's going on on yeah. the phone. I'm and just like, I need you to come Again, out. it's like two o'clock in the morning. You're like waking this poor yeah, girl up. Yeah, she or some gets shit. up and she assesses the situation. And you know what's really sad about this? this is one of those times I felt like I was an asshole because I was her fucking dad. Yeah. Like because her dad, not to disparage the guy, and actually really love Frank. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, much love, Frank. Much love, Frank. Welcome <laughs> home, Frank. <laughs> but it's one of those things where he was an asshole who would, uh, you know, she told me the story once and it broke my fucking heart about how uh, as like a two or three year old she would like stay up late probably three (laughs) to to make sure that she could unlock the door for her dad who was out philandering you know what i mean like being kind of a piece of shit and i think about that like the unwitting accomplice thing it's just horrible and then you realize that later on in life in life i realized that that i did that that to her that guilt on a soul level bro yeah like you don't even understand like that is one of those things that will haunt me till the day i die like i i think i'm a pretty decent person i told the green day story about like hey i'm okay yeah This is the opposite end of that. We all have our moments, man. Oh, it's just so sad to me. Um, I don't know. So I think about that. She comes out, assesses the situation, very upset, but does not say shit. I remember her just angry. I was drunk and I was just trying to sober up because at this point, like... There was no fun to be had. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was throw up on my jeans and my shoes and stuff too. And I was just like trying to like be like, it's okay. But not your mouth. (laughs) Not my mouth. So she comes out and she like she's to her, her credit, arms crossed but, and she's just but, but I don't want to make her I don't even want to paint her to be pissed she's rightfully pissed man no, yeah. she comes out and she fucking uh, you know like gets Haley some like a pillow for her fucking she's yeah. passed out on the floor she's Nick Solomon and mm-hmm. shit uh, doesn't not mean to Janine at all like realizes this is not her fucking fault yeah. it's her problem. Um, and then like helps clean up the throat. That's what fucking got me is this fucking poor woman was woken up and is cleaning yeah. my car. Cleaning up the throw up of someone she doesn't even know. Yeah, man. Or she knows Belcher. Oh, she knows she? that she's an asshole. Oh, so okay. it's like not a good relationship. <laughs> but in any case, it's one of those things I felt fucking horrible. Was, was she an asshole because she threw up or is she an asshole for other reasons? No, she's not an asshole. She threw up. That's like an involuntary thing. I mean, I did warn her after all, but you whatever. did. Uh, all right, she's you a double threw asshole. Up then. After I explicitly <laughs> told you not to, I said I'd pull over. I said I'd do whatever it takes. Uh, but no, so not an asshole. She's just not a nice person in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So I'm glad you didn't marry her. Yeah, because well, then I would have to deal yeah, with your we were bitch of a wife. That was it. <laughs> Bullet dodged. <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so she comes out. She like takes care of everything, and we kind of like wait for two hours until Belcher wakes up enough. That we can then take Belcher to her fucking, right. to Janine's house. Because Janine has to sneak a drunk Belcher in, which 
She was not making that shit easy, by the way. Yeah. She was milking the fuck out of that drunk, okay? Was she? I felt like she was. I mean, after she woke up, she was yeah. just being loud for the sake of oh, being loud yeah. and shit. I'm like, Was I still in the mix at this point, or had you dropped me off? I don't I don't think I would have dropped you off and left me with just the estrogen storm, the cocktail of yeah. fucking bullshit that was there. So I think that's I kept pro- you with me. That's probably a good I call. think we dropped them off. I dropped you off. Because my back. memory gets fuzzy at this point. Well, it should, because it's like no sleep and a bunch of alcohol or whatever. But, um... That's the, that's the story, and I, I, by the way, to start that whole story, I just wanted to talk about that. That's like the one time I saw you really fucking mac on someone, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think I was saying it's like, you know, when you have these like deep fucking lasting relationships, I know you've had like relationships or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them have been like five years long shit, no. and that's like where it gets interesting, because you get to know someone long enough to hate things about them, sure, and love them so much, despite the things you hate about them. And then it's also one of those revelations that you realize that just because two people love each other does not mean that they are going to end up together. Right. Like that fucking episode of Lost, because you know I got to I got to throw everything <laughs> into Lost. Lost, the Lost or Star Wars <laughs> prism. Okay, this is where I, this is where I that, cry. Yeah, <laughs> that, those, these are the lenses through which I see life. <laughs> that, there's an episode of uh, fucking Lost. So the season five finale ends with them detonating that fucking bomb, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, time splittage or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an episode where they do Juliet's backstory. And what you realize about this, right, there's just something that her parents say because her parents divorced. She's like, just because two people love each other doesn't mean they end up together. Right. And she's an angry little kid and she, like, throws shit across the room and she's stuff, like, it's right? It's not true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then we get to that fucking scene where she knows that, like, she's got to detonate realizes, this bomb and yeah. she loves Sawyer. And by the way, that's the real love story of that fucking show. It really is. Was, like, Juliet and Sawyer, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, all right, goosebumps. Anyway. <laughs> But my point is this, and she fucking knows, and she has to repeat that line, which yeah. is like, just because two people love each other doesn't mean that they're going to end up together. Right. That is the most apt thing in the world. Like, she, Gabby's in love with some fucking midget asshole named, uh, asshole, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Listening audience, you don't understand. I know it's an offensive term, midget, but it is the funniest word to me and the funniest concept to me. And also, look, it's correct. I don't want to be an asshole. Like, I've I, always <laughs> wanted a midget in my crew. And I know, hashtag midget shaming. I'm do you think this it. is where we get shut down finally? Like, Probably. we're not going to do it. You said midgets, you said bitch about women. I'm like, well, there's context for everything, man. There's but context, but not really for midget. I'm, I'm admitting fully you're like, to yeah, how much of an that, asshole I am. I think little people way more offensive than midget. I would think so, too, because right? it's like you're less of a person. Oh, my God, Or dude. to call someone a dwarf, which I. is a mystical creature. At least a midget is like its own thing. Do you want to rename dwarf stinks? Just because, like, that's like that's their fucking Cesar Chavez, man. My, my only problem. <laughs> with that is that no one can really measure up to the dink That's no true. pun intended <laughs> okay sorry. i've had a lot of monsters yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry my heart is literally racing where are we at right now time we, we are about to wrap it up okay. is where we're at man 57 minutes into this fight because i don't like know if, i don't know if i want to run a marathon or throw up right now yeah, a Maybe little bit both. of both yeah <laughs> Um, uh, all this, all to say that Lost fucking taught me an important lesson. She's in love with a fucking midget who is, uh, named dude, asshole. A midget asshole. named asshole. Yeah. Which That's is me the, being salty. It's the title of my next album. That's me being very salty. Because the truth album. is I've laid every, a couple years back, I laid everything on the line. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what's up? And I was, I was, uh. Shut down yeah, a little bit. And yeah. that's fine. You know, that's, that is honestly fine. And I, I'm admitting that I'm being salty about it. And I don't regret it, man. Like, look, I was able to move to the, the place I've always wanted to live in. I published a fucking comic. I fucking re- doing a podcast with my best friend, sure. getting married for fuck's sake. Like, I don't regret that. But it is one of those things where you're always gonna feel sad because you know that you were wrong. Not, maybe not in the moment. Sure. But fucking retrospectively, well, I, you can dude, see it. I, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and I think this is not just in relationships, but mm-hmm. in life in general. Like, you can trace back all of the mistakes that you've made in yeah. your life, 
and feel nothing but regret or bad things for him. But the thing is, and it's a cliche because mm -hmm. it's true, it brings you to the present moment you're in now. Absolutely. Man. And like you think about all the good things that you have and the good things about yourself and the yeah. complicated layers that you've developed over the years, like that's what that comes from. Yeah. It's through those mistakes. It's, it's the through those regrets. perseverance of the fucking yeah. bullshit. If you had nothing but good experiences your entire life, you wouldn't know how to handle shit when it really dropped down, you know? Yeah. I still, I bet I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> well, baby steps, my friend. Not midget steps, because that's offensive. <laughs> It's a pity